listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, we are joined by our very dear friend in the studio, Renee, a.k.a. Dan's wife. <laughs> Hi there. Hey, so recently you were at this marriage seminar. Yes, my husband and I were at a marriage seminar, and we were being challenged to um, always validate each other's feelings. And I thought that was something I needed to check with my thinking. Oh, great. Boy, that's that's a fun topic for us to go into. I love that. In fact, before we jump in there, let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your grace again. Thank you so much for right thinking. Thank you so much that you have laid it all out very simply for us if we just listen to you. Pray for our clarity in this time in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. So what do you think about that? Two amazing words, validate my emotions, mm, but I need to check mm. my thinking first. Yeah, well, that's that's so interesting. Tell me a little bit more about what you were experiencing there. Sure. Well, they were giving us this visual that we needed to, in our marriage, validate our spouse's feelings, almost as if we were at a drive through placing our fast food order. Mm. And we got to take turns um, driving through, placing our order, and then the other spouse would validate. So you could go by and say, I'm feeling unloved right now. And the receiving spouse would say, okay, I hear you're feeling unloved. And mm-hmm. then you'd switch turns so that we could validate each other's feelings and, and look at each other and say, I, I see that you have those and those are your feelings and those are, those are real mm-hmm. and those are, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are real things that you feel. So what did they ask you to do with it after that point in time? Because that's what's so interesting, because I can see you, you know, <laughs> I think that mental picture is a great, interesting mental picture of driving up and having the drive through. I think that's ding, very ding. interesting. I'll yeah. have some anger, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would work that way. Well, <laughs> and I, yeah, I think they were trying to get us to open up and be more honest with each other. But it struck me as something where if you didn't have the thinking behind the feelings, it was very hard for me to understand why you'd feel that way. I love that statement that you just said, the thinking behind the feelings, because if they didn't eventually go there, then then it does leave you with only, well, those feelings are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since your feelings are real, then we need to just figure out how to deal with those feelings mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, well, do they really understand where feelings are created and how it comes about and all this other stuff? Right. But before we started the program, Renee was kind of telling us about this. And it was interesting. You said your husband kind of goes a different round. In our marriage, and I don't know how this started or how we got there, but I tend not to really want to talk about my feelings. And um, a couple years into marriage, he started asking me instead, how are you thinking about this? And we could have great conversations about how I'm thinking about something because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, my parents want to come and visit. And all of a sudden, in the pit of my stomach, Mm. something starts twisting and boiling up. And I might spout out, well, how long do they want to stay? Right, right. Oh, and oh, well, why why are you responding in that tone of voice? Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm getting annoyed by this conversation and, and we never stop and say, well, how would you think about my parents coming for a few days? Mm-hmm. And then I could say what I think because the feeling started yeah. as soon as the words were out of his mouth. That's exactly right. And that's what we've got to understand about feelings. And that's what we have been trying to get across to people to help them understand what's going on with feelings. Feelings are a what responder to whatever is showing up. In other words, uh, Dan says something 
and you, in your feelings, start responding to that external stimulus. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what that triggers is something inside of you. So there may be an internal stimulus on top of it all. So right. what's, what's happening here is your feelings end up becoming the primary motivation or the primary way that your whole mind is going. They are driving me into the drive through because I want to unload a feeling statement on you. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I like that. I think that's very Thanks. interesting. And therefore, if you follow that metaphor, what you're basically doing is putting the pressure on Dan <laughs> to validate that this is okay that I'm upset about this. This is okay. Uh, that isn't the direction that you guys have taken, though, right? Because because it's unproductive for it us. It is unproductive. <laughs> and why is it so unproductive? Because we never get to the heart of an issue. Yeah, you and won't. And he, he didn't. He didn't mean to upset me. <laughs> he was just. He his was just mom pro- called and she wants to visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what happens. I mean, it's so interesting to see from these practical, simple situations. They don't seem so simple at the time, but these are practical, simple situations that we allow ourselves to not slow down. That's right to actually look at what's going on. And, and I would hope that more than likely at that uh, marriage uh, counseling or marriage seminar, they probably got to that at some place. But the issue is, at some point, we do need to go back into what is it that is creating the feelings. That's right. Because what we know about feelings and what we are trying to teach about uh, feelings with the great relationships material is that... There's two critical words that you always need to remember about feelings, and I already told you one of them. They're always responders. And we can talk about this a little bit in the next segment to fill it out a little bit more. But the other thing is this is the part that is the more important issue as it relates to the emotional (laughs) drive-through. She's at least got an emotional drive-through. In my relationships, they're emotional drive-bys. Oh, is that right? (laughs) People just cruise in, pop, 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 pop off a couple of rounds, and they're gone. No one even waits to see the blood. Yeah, that's that's even better. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so what's happening here is we do know the responders, but here's the worst thing. Uh, they are often untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger issue that we need to consider here. So what's happening here is your emotions are responding to something, and they may be responding to something that has no valid backing at all. That's the reason why we need to understand that's the two words that are here. It's not only the responders, but they're also untrustworthy. So just because I go through the emotional drive through and say, so how are you feeling? Uh, it's not a matter of going, that is okay for you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand that they're real, but it's not necessarily that they're okay that you have those feelings. So then that's I really, really like her husband's question. Yeah, I understand you're upset. Mm-hmm. But can you tell me what your thinking is about that? So what is he doing there, Paul? What is he doing there with that that mindset? Well, two things. One, he's acknowledging your feelings. Yes, you have them. Mm-hmm. But now let's really discuss why you feel that way, because you may not feel 
in alignment with how you think. Right. Very important because mm-hmm. what, what he's doing with that, and he probably understands this, but he may not use the same words as we are doing. We're just trying to put it in a simple format. What he's doing there is he understands that feelings are a responder. And he also understands the second part. And they're not necessarily trustworthy because he wants to go and understand what's going on with the thinking. Mm-hmm. That's what he's actually doing there, which is dynamite. That's that's exactly where we want to be. That's exactly what the research shows is happening with people that go forward in a productive way. They're figuring out how to go about this in in a way that makes sense. And again, all of this stuff is in Chapter 8, the first section of Chapter 8 in the Great Relationships. If you go to GR, the number 8, relationships.com, you'll find that in the first section of Chapter 8, it's talking about freedom from being emotion-led. If this drive-through mindset doesn't go beyond that to the fact of, now that I've got this order, what am I going to do with this order? What do we do with it? What do we do with this? Uh, If they don't go there, then you would be ending up living a life that is emotionally led. So again, you said most of this material is found in the first part of Chapter 8 on the Great Relationships website. That's GR8Relationships.com. Again, that's GreatRelationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, 3. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu, gsot.edu, or call 877-476-8674, 877-476-8674. Now get going. Welcome back. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, and Love. Or at least that's how I feel. No, not really. Yeah, that's exactly how you feel. In fact, that is really important, Paul, to remember. If, if I can give every one of us a, a, a simple way to look at people's conversations, if you listen for the feelings words, That is really an interesting thing to do in a conversation, because if you're listening for the feelings words, you can tell where they're coming from most of the time. And that means that you can know, I need to really watch out for this conversation, because I do know how feelings work. 
And I do know that they're probably coming at this from a viewpoint of only the feelings and not the facts. Wow, that is really, really insightful. And thank you for sharing that. I'm going to start trying to do that. It's kind of a self-check. Did I get the feelings, words, and what's being said? What's coming through here? Right. We were talking about not being emotion-led. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we were talking about the emotional drive-in or drive-through, right, where right. we place in the order to validate feelings. And I kind of joked and said, well, you know, in my life, a lot of the relationships are emotional drive-bys. Yeah. And it's really kind of a selfish thing. I want what I want, and I want it now, and I want you to be as angry as I am, and they're gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that they're gone. It's that if if I, if I can put that zinger in there— and humiliate them or get them to think the way I want them to think, then I'm happy finally. That's that's really what's going on. It has no we concept. It's all a me concept. It's all about me getting my way. That's the all reason why we're taking me, those pot shots. My right. digs. And so when mm-hmm. you say look for those feeling words, and I'm in a conversation at these like one-line digs that someone's mm-hmm. trying to get in, so I'm feeling a lot of hurt or something behind that. Yeah, and notice if you are turning those into feelings. Now, notice how this works. It becomes this boomerang effect like we've talked about so many times with control. When somebody's using feeling words, then it tends to, if you don't understand your feelings, you tend to start responding with feelings words. And that's what creates the swirling, sucking vortex of despair. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't walk up to another adult and say, you know what, you need to go into it just a time out. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. that. That's a very important issue. And I'm sure that Renee can tell us some things about timeout. She was sharing some of these things uh, before. What is it that you think about this concept of timeout and emotions and things of that nature as a mother? I've read lots of parenting books and I've practiced lots of different ways on my own children. And I was shocked to find that I loved using timeouts (laughs) because timeouts for the children put them in a place where they were safe (laughs) and gave me two minutes to start thinking Mm. about the events Mm -hmm. that put us in this spot. Mm. Wait a minute. So you're saying thinking, meaning not reacting, but thinking. thinking. Yeah. How interesting. And there you go again with that awful way of dealing with your emotions. you got to think about them. <laughs> and every mom knows how it feels to have lost your temper with the child mm. and find out the next morning they're throwing up with a fever. Mm-hmm. And you go, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they yeah. weren't feeling well. Mm-hmm. They were getting sick. And I was impatient and... I wasn't loving, I wasn't kind, I wasn't watching them, I didn't care for them the best I could. It makes you feel awful. Yeah. But timeouts give you a chance to go, what is going on? Did little Susie not have a good nap today? Did I get a bad night of sleep? Mm -hmm. How am I acting out of these emotions? Because here's the problem. When you're running around as a mom with a bunch of little kids and things are spiraling out of control, they get emotional, I get emotional, we're getting upset. It is not going to be the four-year-old who stops and says, mom, 
How are you thinking about this? <laughs> That's great, Renee. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly right. I have never heard it. <laughs> and that is so, so interesting. I love your approach there on the concept of a timeout. It's not for the kid. It's, it's for, for you. It's for you. It's for and me. I wish I could put my husband in timeout once in a while. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to need to think about that. <laughs> and that's exactly right. The whole idea of slowing your emotions down is so, so crucial. It's so Im- important for us to consider that. It's one of the most important simple tools to use to help resolve a conflict even. For you to slow your emotions down and do exactly what you're saying, Renee, I need to think about this. I need to think about this. I don't need to sit here and allow myself to continue down this road of where my emotions are raging right now. I need to slow myself down and think, do these emotions have anything that's valid as it relates to facts? What's going on here? That's exactly right. Right. And I don't know why it is, but... A lot of the times, so maybe there is some thinking behind the emotion, but it's not the whole picture of the thinking because then there's thoughts on the other side too. Mm -hmm. Going back to that example of my mom called and she wants to come and visit and I start welling up some anxiety and some anger and I'm remembering what happened last time because they Mm -hmm. stayed too long. But on the other hand, they're my in-laws. I love them. Mm -hmm. I want them to come to my home, be a part of our life. Why isn't that driving my emotions? Isn't that interesting? In fact, that's that's a, a very important place for us to sit on just for a little bit. Because what we know from research is that our sin nature tends to go for the negative. It doesn't tend to go for the positive. And that's what drives us to try to control things. What we end up doing is we look at somebody's behavior and we don't go wow, that behavior is going to lead to some really cool things in the future. (laughs) No, your mind mind ends up going, that behavior, if they don't get that changed, they're going to be in prison next week. (laughs) That's exactly where your mind goes. It takes it in such a negative approach, and it fits this whole idea of things are always declining, and our mindset is always looking for the negative. There's, I, I could give you so many illustrations there, but I, I appreciate the fact that you are therefore starting to see that the key for you is to not just have this reaction mm-hmm. because that is what your emotions are trying to get you to do. Just react and respond. And people go, well, responding is better than reacting. No, it isn't. It's, it's still being controlled by the external stimulus. I want you to be controlled by your thinking, by good values. And the only way you're going to get there is for you to be thinking about what God values. Mm-hmm. I want to slow myself down so I can do that. Okay, <laughs> and I'm going to put myself in timeout. <laughs> That's right. Okay, but as the extrovert in the group, I just want to say this. We're not meant to be emotionless. Right, right, right. I mean, that's not what you're saying. You're not saying be emotionless. You're just saying don't be emotion-led. Excellent insight from that viewpoint to remind people of that's where we're coming from. I have no desire to try to make you act like you're not human. Human beings have emotions. It's part of life. It is something that I want you to experience the ups. I want you to experience the downs because they're real. 
It is part of life to enjoy the beauty of God's creation, to enjoy the wonderful things that your child is doing, the wonderful things your spouse is doing, the wonderful things that are going on in life. I want you to enjoy that. I also want you to enjoy the really sad things that are going on. But I really liked what Renee said when she said, you know, a four-year-old's never going to be the one to say in the question, That's right. what are you thinking about this? And then I was thinking, you know, there are all these 12-step programs that say, wait a minute, beware if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, yep. sleepy, or sick, right? Mm-hmm. The halts. Mm-hmm. And we don't think about that. And you really brought that through in dealing with children. And wow, that's instantaneous. I mean, mm-hmm. that really is making me think of a concept that you said. But I had another question for you. So what do you think about this? You can't put your husband in time out. But what if I were to start creating cards, right, that you could give to your spouse at Christmas or Valentine's <laughs> Day or for anniversary that says a complimentary time out. You know, you get this many time out cards. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would be taken as if trying to control their life. But it, actually, the time out is... I'm going to give you this card so you can give it to me. That's what I meant. You know, like yeah. for a free back rub or a foot massage, here's for a free timeout. Yeah. You flash it, boom. And I'll take a timeout on that one. That's exactly right. So talking about timeouts, we're almost there. Greatrelationships.com. That's GRNumeral8relationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking. Right relationships right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Welcome back. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work and Life and Love. And right now, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, The (laughs) material we're talking about is coming out of Chapter 8. Again, that's on our website, greatrelationships.com. Herman, we were talking about strategies that Renee is using that when I find myself painted into a corner, Mm -hmm. how can I get out? Mm -hmm. Renee, you have found that the idea of a timeout works. Have you found anything else out that works for you? Yeah, if I'm going to try not to let a situation escalate, I need to slow down and buy some time. Mm-hmm. So I think in a real practical sense, especially when dealing with the kids at home, you, you can't just walk out. Two or three deep breaths. Just get a handle on some things. Change your posture. 
put mm-hmm. a different expression on your face. When you do the physical things, sometimes it changes the attitude behind you. Yeah, you've, you've learned something through experience and probably you've read some things, but you've probably been taught this from a, a child that actually research proves works. That's what's so interesting about what, everything you said. And that's the reason why we talk about the idea of slow your emotions down. And the only way you're gonna slow your emotions down is actually put some time and space between that event to allow my brain to process it differently. Because you have two little lobes on the bottom of your brain called the amygdala, and that's where stored memories occur. When you are in a similar situation, the amygdala lights up and it shuts off the prefrontal cortex where reasoning occurs. <laughs> no fooling. Remember how she said earlier, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. get a four-year-old saying, how you thinking that's about right. it? That's right. I never get that. What she's talking about is actually creating space to de-escalate. That's right. And what the research shows is that if you put somebody into an MRI and put them into that emotional type of situation, watch the amygdala light up, prefrontal cortex goes dark. What Renee was saying, it works exactly right. They say, okay, just have the person take three deep breaths and watch what happens. Amygdala goes dark, prefrontal cortex shows back up. And that's what is very appropriate for us to start considering. Some people are actually wired that way that need some time to think about it and they're going to provide a better response or a more emotional <laughs> response to really win. I don't know which it's going to be. But if, if you just take a little bit more time, that makes a big, big difference in a person's life. And that's how we approach the conflict-resolved mindset that we have. Part of the thinking that needs to go through your mind in those difficult situations is, do I want to preserve this relationship? I mean, it's sort of like David Curtis, one of our good friends of the ministry here, he loves to use this phrase when he and his wife get into some difficulties. Honey, we're on the same team. Right, but we forget that. I just want to win. Well, it's different, right? Right. So if I'm talking spouse to spouse or or various adult kind of relationships, Mm -hmm. I forget that we're engaged because we're on the same team. We're trying after the same thing. When it's a mother and child that she was talking about, that's kind of a little bit different, too. It is a different different scenario. You are on the same team, but one party has a better chance to be able to reason than (laughs) another party, right? Uh, Unfortunately, it's always the child that has the better (laughs) (laughs) reason. Sadly, yes. No. <laughs> Renee, love all the stuff that you were talking about here. Is there one thing that you think that the uh, audience might really benefit from if you could just grab a hold of it? My one thing is to slow down when you're having an emotional response and get some clarity of thought. Excellent. That is so valuable. If people can just grab a hold of those few little words that you offered there, Renee, what a difference it would make in somebody's life. Because what you've done there is you've helped people recognize that, one, emotions are responders. They're responding to something, and apparently it's not real healthy right now. Mm -hmm. They're untrustworthy, and I better get some facts because I'm not positive that I've got the right facts here. So I need to determine, are those emotions responding and being trustworthy in this situation? The only way that I can do that adequately, and most people only will do this adequately if they can slow down, just like you said, 
take a couple of deep breaths, count to 10, walk away from the person, take a time out, any of those type of things. They all work. They all work simply because you can start thinking and what your emotions are being driven by is something like bad thinking, Mm -hmm. either about the situation or about how you are thinking about the person, but it's always driven by bad thinking. Okay, can I ask you a question here? How much does pre-decision come into play here? It plays a big role in it if we allow that to be part of our life, meaning I am going to decide that anytime things are heated, I am going to slow down. Uh, and you already have that in your mind and it becomes somewhat of a habit pattern, then it will work better rather than allowing things to just be on the fly. The other thing would be pre-decide. I want to restore. I want to uh, keep this relationship. I want to go into the future with them. I want to make certain that I am treating this as they're free to be however they want to be. And it's not going to change my mind toward whether I'm going to care about them or not. Thank you, because I know that my predecision to win has destroyed a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. and and some of them beyond repair, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the material's coming out of Chapter 8, Great right. Relationships. Until next time, Great Relationships, grnumeratelationships.com. How's your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.